It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello. Hello, this is the president. entered the paradigm shift a timely show with the current environment society is experiencing today with important changes in our culture we are being conditioned to change our way of thinking catapulting us into a new unknown future navigate with me jp as we journey through this new world every saturday night between 6 and 8 p.m pacific standard time Tonight's show is called Mind Control. Hour two special guest, Ron Patton, executive producer of Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Hold tight. Operation Midnight Climax. They gave unwitting Americans doses of LSD, and it coupled the drugs with sex. They used this as a safe house, and they had the prostitutes go out, bring their Johns back, and they would watch everything that happened, including the sex. Operation Midnight Climax was essentially the brainchild of two people. The CIA's main chemist, Sid Gottlieb, and also this guy named George Hunter White, a completely out of control character. Federal Bureau of Narcotics agent George Hunter White was said to be more interested in sampling the CIA-supplied drug stash than conducting scientific research. Whoa, there we go. 
You are listening to The Paradigm Shift. I am your host, JP. Happy to be here tonight. I have the honor of serving you on this mighty ship, and we do call her that, The Paradigm Shift. We are navigating through very rocky, rocky waters, and I can assure you, crew, it's going to get rough. I mean real rough. I mean rough, 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 like you've never seen before rough. But because of you, the mighty crew of this mighty ship, we get the word out, and we save the ship and save America. Because presently, with your eyes, it looks like America is sinking. It is. Unless we spread the truth, get the word out. I mean, we have a chance, folks. There is always a chance. So for tonight, share the links. GroundZero.radio, StudioJFM.com, GroundZeroMedia.org, so others can enjoy the show tonight, too. We're on a mission from God, folks, and time is absolutely running out. Jam! Broadcasting live, Studio J, Rio Rancho, New Mexico, I, Bug Guy, Network Studios, I, Bug Guy, leader in pest control since 2013. I do thank everyone using our company. Stay tuned for winter services coming, leaf removal, doggy poop removal. Yes, we clean doggy do. It's worth it, dude. And a new service, computer service and repair. Call for details. You know the number. Also want to thank you, the listeners of StudioJFM.com. Golly, man, really. It's like some people really obligate some time to listen to my little stupid network. Thank you. It's good to know that folks are listening. Home of the paradigm shift, you know. Some of the greatest uh, network programming comes on that little uh, StudioJFM.com, like Clyde Lewis, Art Bell, Dan Bongino, Mark Savage. Yeah, no, the whole gamut. Run it all. Okay, so let me put this on like that. I don't know. I, I can tell you right now, folks, we are definitely connected. Yes, we are to the Ground Zero links that they gave me earlier for video. So wherever you can find it, I don't know. <laughs> I just know we're connected. So you might be able to catch a video of this show if you're a member. You got to be a member. Remember? Remember? You got to be a member at uh, Aftermath Media. Get sub today. I mean, it's a great place. There's so much there, man. Believe me, you'll love it. It's it's like no other place. I know there's lots of places, but not like our place. Anyway, uh, you can catch the actual video version of this on Gab. Or not, not Gab, Rumble. You know, at Studio J. I don't know how long that's going to go on for, but stay tuned. You know, give us a little like over there at Studio J or Maga Jobo on the Rumble. Boy, I tell you, this rebuilding thing, whew, it's tough. But sharing is the key when we're trying to save the freaking world. I mean, we're literally saving the world. We are literally, it's not just America. Don't be so selfish. America, we got a whole world to save. And folks, we got to wake up the masses. I mean, I, I do see more people waking up, and that is tremendously great. But we need a lot more to wake up. Uh, it's not a stupid little now. Ha <laughs> ha, thank you, Sweeney. You know what? There's been a lot of work put into StudioJFM.com, and, you know, I think those that do come, you know, you go to the website, there's programming there. You can see what's on and when, and, you know, we're not in competition. We're a big family, Ground Zero, and they showed me how to do it. So, you know, uh, it's a great place, and uh, just, you know, you're going to get stuff that you don't normally hear anywhere else on the radio in a program form. So enjoy it. And thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad that people are enjoying studio JFM.com. But do 
Do sub us at aftermath.media. <laughs> That's how we pay the bills, folks. Come on. And get merch. Merch, merch, ground zero dot, you know, merch.com. Now, if this is your first time to the paradigm shift, thank you. I, I appreciate you spending time with me. There are many of you that, you know, when you dedicate two hours to a show, that, that's commitment, man. You really are interested in what's going on, and that seems to be what's happening, and I do thank you. We don't we don't censorship here. You know, we've been booted off every network, you know, you, all of them, you know. Even the Twit, I, I, I have a new account, and I'm up to 74 uh, followers now, folks, out of, you know, thousands. So, yeah, that is my third Twit. Twitter account. Hold tight. I got to turn my little diddly up there. There we go. It's a hokey poke studio. So they say, if you'd like, Oh, thanks Sweeney. Oh, thank you. Jeannie bug. She's listening to studio. Jeff Hancom. If you're not in the chat, we're over at the paradigm shift capitalizing discord. And there is a chat on aftermath as well. I have no idea how that link works, but we're going to play with it. Um, the only time we can't use it is when, we have a guest on Zoom like we will later tonight with Ron Patton, so we will switch over. I'll get the whole video to production, and uh, Mike will get it all up there, and then you guys can catch it later if you are subbed. <laughs> Woo! Get subbed today! Now, we do keep it clean. We ask if you call on the show. No cussing. Uh, no racism and hate, of course. We, we don't need those dirty little filthy things around here. We keep it clean. You know, hey, Jesus Christo, my God, is watching. I'm not making fun of him. It's my little silly thing. Tonight we are talking about, we're going to just jump right into it. I mean, this world is a disaster. My God, unbelievable what's going on. You know, it's almost like by design, almost like by design, like it is a mass pop MK Ultra job, really. You'd think that's hard to believe because you've heard so many things about MK Ultra. You know, I asked uh, somebody very close to me today, uh, or maybe it was yesterday, have you ever heard of MK Ultra? And she told me, isn't that a weed? I'm like... <laughs> It just made me chuckle. I mean, I, I made the correction, of course. And, uh, but it's funny how something so serious, so damning, hurt so many people, is only recognized as a silly little strain of weed. That's it. Because people don't know what happened with MK Ultra and other useless programs that you're paying for. Believe me, these programs you pay for and they are used against you. I mean, do I need to repeat that, man? They're experimenting on us, and we're paying for it. That's literally what's going on. It's been going on for decades. They've been spraying us. They've been spraying certain cities, you know, with certain little, like, flus and such, and it's true. You can go look it all up. It's all out there. You know, that's the whole problem is that, you know, people don't want to do the work. They don't want to go out there and click that extra key. You're a key keyboard warrior. Come on now. <laughs> You think about the times of today, guys, right? I mean, you could say the entire world is under some kind of MK Ultra, maybe some mass pop mind control. Something is controlling the way people think. You know, we see how, you know, world governments used COVID and the virus. They weaponized it against the people, a bioweapon that was much more than a bioweapon. It was also a psychological warfare weapon that was used against the minds of the people. A mind bend, if you may. A mind bend that affected every person on the globe in one way or another. It's true. These dirty dogs were even going to indigenous tribes around the globe, and they were injecting them. So COVID, it's jab, it went everywhere, and it bent the minds of the people. They changed the thinking of the collective whole. 
wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. We argue about masks. So whether you were into the mask or not in the mask, everybody argued about the mask. Take the shot. Don't take the shot. We argued about the shot. Eat this. Don't eat that. You know, uh, don't eat cows. They fart too much. You know, take the chip. Don't take the chip. You see how they're already controlling our minds with this mass pop psychological warfare. Information is really more valuable than anything. It's powerful. It's powerful. And they they bombard us with mass distractions. Constantly. The news cycle's changing every five minutes. If I went on there now, reported something, five minutes later, we'd have something far more dire to report. Look at war. Look at war. Have you heard about Ukraine lately? Ha! What a joke. War is hell, man. But it's an awesome way to control the mass population of people. Look how everybody's acting. I mean, we are really getting to learn who is who in this great divide between Ukraine, Ukraine and Russia and Israel and Hamas and, and such. I mean, the guys on Fox are great. We're, we're, we're really learning a lot about them. And I know I'm not supposed to bash people, and I'm not going to bash people, but I could say, I could say very honestly, there's one Jewish guy on there. Wow, I never knew he had such hatred in his heart and would use mass devastation to destroy innocent people. You see, the mindset between those two cultures, and I'm not bashing anybody, is that you want to kill me and I want to kill you. You know, do you want to kill me and you want to kill me? That's, that's really what it is. Everybody thinks each other wants to kill each other. So there's never peace. There will, you know, yeah, I will honestly say you'll never see real peace until Jesus comes. But the next set of peace you'll see is it'll be after such a devastating world event that some of us will live through. That peace and safety will be the words. Peace and safety will be the words. And then it is my belief that Obama will raise from the ashes like the Phoenix and save the world. Antichrist enter stage. Go back to the book 1984. Everybody's talking about it now. I mean, you know, it was on everybody's desk in school. Some of us reread it a time or two. Watched the movie, not as good as the book. But what did they tell? They had reports of war, 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 hate. Kill the other side. It was mass population mind bend. They were mind effing people. And that's what's happening now. Okay, so this is from, uh, what is this? I don't like, uh, I'm telling you, I like sunglasses. I'm just that kind of guy. Let's see if I did this right. Uh Uh-oh, I did it wrong. I have a little something to read you here. What Orwell's 1984 tells us about today's world, 70 years after it was published, 70 years ago, Eric Blair, writing under the synonym George Orwell, published 1984, now generally considered a classic dystopian fiction, a novel that tells the story of Winston Smith, a hapless middle-aged bureaucrat who lives in Oceania, where where he is governed by constant surveillance. This is happening now, folks. You know it and I know it. Thought police and the constant reminders on posters that Big Brother is watching you. We're not quite there yet, folks, but we're getting close. We're getting real close. Smith works at the Ministry of Truth, and his job is to rewrite reports in newspapers of past to confirm with the present reality. Smith lives in a constant state of uncertainty. He is not sure even 
the year is in fact 1984. Although this count of Oceania has always been a war with Eurasia, Smith is quite sure he remembers that just years, few years ago, there had been a war with East Asia, who has now proclaimed their consonant loyal ally, the, social, the society portrayed in 1984, in which social control is exercised through disinformation and surveillance. Sound familiar? Sound familiar? The telescreen displays a single channel of news, propaganda, wellness programming. It differs from our own television in two crucial aspects. It is impossible to turn off, and the screen always watches its viewers. We're not too far away from that, folks. You are hearing more and more about about refrigerators, about TVs, about everything that has a little camera device that's watching all of us. This is scary. It's creepy. You can't get out of it. It's too late. You would have had to try to jump out of this thing like 25 years ago. Not even kidding. I'm a little parched. Pardon me. So we have a lot of similarities to the story 1984. Of course. I mean, present day. In 1984, however, there was much more self uh, uh, The coverage in the U.S. that was dystopian in the novel had not been realized. That's where we're at. Many of us go through this day every single day, and we don't realize how we are being propagandized. We are being gaslighted, if you may. We are being fed information, even subconsciously, that is affecting our thinking, our behavior, how we change our lives. It's true. You, uh, you don't even know it. What's well, a nice shot? Let me. I want to go into Discord. Anybody see that? Anybody know where to pick that link up uh, in aftermath? Let us know. Let us know. So we're living in this, you know, MK Ultra world. You know, wh- where did this thing come from? What is it? 19, 1953, the, den, the, the director of the uh, Central Intelligence officially approved the project MK Ultra. Project, which continued for more than a decade, was originally intended to make sure that the United States government kept up and presumed Soviet advances in mind control and technology. It ballooned in scope, and its ultimate result, among other things, was illegal drug testing on thousands of Americans. It wasn't the first time that the American government, without permission or notice, secretly gathered information on its people. You see, you think this is new, folks. This goes way back, way back. Anytime they wanted to register something, register a gun, register, you know, censor, all that stuff is government-controlled, and it is a, it's, a, it's an information grab at the smallest levels. Smallest levels. I I mean, now, now you think this big, beautiful, superbly, you know, protected computer is not vulnerable? Of course it is. Everything is. You can get into anything. There's always somebody smarter than you. So, the MK Ultra had gone downhill in history as a significantly example of the government abusing the human rights, and for good reason. I mean, these guys got busted. You know, they got busted. Uh, the intent of the project was the study was the use of biological and chemical materials in altering human behavior. Hmm, COVID. COVID. Boy, if you don't think people are acting crazy, <laughs> I am seeing so much crazy out there. It's like crazy because I already saw crazy, but it's crazier, more crazy than I've ever saw before. <sighs> so this project was conducted in extreme secrecy. 
because of ethical and legal questions surrounding the program and the negative public response that the CIA, CIA liars of earth anticipated that see i'm probably gonna get i'm probably gonna get a knock on the door so let me give you a little diddly i you know some people don't like the diddlies a whole bunch of people love the diddlies and they even like the word diddly so i'm giving it to you whether you want it or not here we go two american spies have just arrived at sandos laboratories one of the world's leading pharmaceutical factories the mission cornered the market on the world's supply of a powerful new psychoactive drug. The CIA was scared stiff that the KGB was going to get all this LSD and come over and start dosing people. So we bought every drop of LSD in existence at that point. The CIA has just authorized the purchase of 10 kilograms of pure LSD-25, enough to dose more than half the population of the United States. They gave it to George White and let George start dosing people. George Hunter White, a larger-than-life undercover federal narcotics agent. Unbeknownst to his supervisors, White also works for the CIA. His job, to conduct experiments for an operation called Midnight Climax. George had a CIA safe house stocked with booze. George would sit behind this one-way mirror, drinking martinis, sitting on a portable toilet. If he had to take a leak, he didn't want to get up and leave. White pays prostitutes to lure their clients to the agency's safe house. Hookers would bring these suckers back to the apartment and dose them with pure LSD-25. This is where I have my... That's heavy. ...in the mind. This is lysergic acid diethylamide, better known as acid. The powerful drug was first synthesized in 1938 in Switzerland. With a dose of micrograms, the mind becomes confused. Perception is distorted. Personal identity is called into question. The results can be euphoric bliss or deadly panic. White takes meticulous notes and files his reports to his CIA handlers. So that was how LSD was introduced to this country. Operation Midnight Climax is part of a larger top secret CIA program called MKUltra. The goal, learn how to control and even reprogram people's minds. The CIA believes LSD might hold the key. Over the next 10 years, the agency doses a cross-section of the American public. Everyone from unwitting housewives, to soldiers, to even criminals like gangster Whitey Bulger is tested. You know what the CIA really dreamed of was sort of like a drug you could give to someone, get them to commit all sorts of unspeakable acts, and they wake up the next day and they don't remember what they've done. They were looking into brainwashing. They were looking into mind control. They were looking into how they could create what they called Manchurian candidates. They were trying to figure out if they could get people to go out and do things that they would ordinarily not do, like assassination. The case of MK Ultra has to be one of the craziest cases of blowback in CIA history because here they took this drug, LSD, and thought that they were gonna be able to use it to control people's minds, and the unbelievable irony is that LSD is a drug that does exactly the opposite. It frees your mind and uh, causes people to question authority. Turn on, tune in, drop out. The CIA's attempt to control people turned out to be <laughs> Just the opposite. It created the counterculture as we know it of the 60s. 
It was the CIA that introduced LSD to the United States. America's War on Drugs, just so you know what that was. And uh, there you go. Uh, you know, thank you, CIA. Thank you, FBI. Thank you, all the organizations that work against you. I mean, as a young kid, <clears throat> pardon me, I would sh- I will shamefully admit I did lots of LSD. I mean, more than the average bear. I'm I, Actually, I'm pretty surprised that I'm not mush brains because I did a lot. Now, I never took like 10 hits like some people do. But for a young kid, you know, with no hope, I've told you my story before, I was highly addicted to hallucinogenics like LSD. Not government funded, by the way. Just a kid doing drugs. And all I can say is this. That drug makes you let everything go. You're just free. Until you come down, of course. <laughs> then you're like, oh, <laughs> lots of orange juice and cheese, just letting you know. Look at the mass killers in the past. Um, especially, uh, you know, the only thing that they really have in common is not the gun, but they take these psychotropic drugs for some reason or another. And, you know, it always comes out later that Johnny had problems and Johnny was, and, you know, we've talked to Johnny and we found pictures of guns and Johnny, he drew them and put them in his locker and, you know, all this stuff comes out. They, you know, look at the mass shooting in Texas. The kid had a counselor, right, that knew about this kid for at least three years prior to the event. And you can look all this up. I can't remember his name. But it turns out that that counselor, and I actually tried to find the story and it's it scrub, but you may be able to. He was a CIA guy. And when this went down, he disappeared. They conditioned these people. You know, look, look, look at that case. Look at that case. Just, just, just for that one case. This kid obviously had a handler. There was many reports of an additional gunman. You had the police that standed down for whatever reason. The door that always seems to be open at one of these events. The kid has two high-powered rifles, assault rifles, as the good liberals will call them. But these rifles were no cheap jobs. They were four or $5,000 rifles. He had two of them and a new truck. He was 18 years old. I mean, who is this kid? Who is controlling him? Who is his handler? And why does this keep happening over and over again? Because they're using MK Ultra mind op controls on people for their agenda-driven hate, disgust, and evil. It's mass pop mind control, folks. All of this is being used to mind F you and me and get our eyes off the ball. Under MK Ultra, the CIA gave itself the authority to research how drugs could promote the intoxicating effects of alcohol. Render the induction of hypnosis hypnosis easier. But but you see, folks, like when I told you I was doing that LSD, there was no control. You couldn't control me. I was like, I could tell you from, from experience. But they really thought they could use this. Now, in the cases of torture and coercion, they absolutely could use LSD to try and, you know, almost truth serum their people. Produce amnesia, shock, confusion. And many more things that, you know, would put you in a type of mind control. I mean, they marginalized sex workers and terminal cancer patients. These people could not fight back. 
they introduced LSD to this country, and it was used in many different cases. It was used, you know, I mean, Charles Manson, there was always that, that rumor going out there that he was under a, you know, MK Ultra Mind Op. Probably was, you know. What was the guy? Um, oh, forgive me for not remembering. The gym guy with the Kool-Aid. Who was that guy? Jim Jones? Was it Jones? <laughs> I didn't want to get Alex in there, you know. Uh, yeah, he, that was all mind up. That was, you know, he had those people under, he had them under control with fear, paranoia, and this, you know, maybe they feared God. Maybe he, maybe he played that card. Remember, they shot a congressman. It was a big time thing. You know, they researched and developed programs, particularly using covert testing operations. And it resulted in mass abridgments of rights of American citizens. Sometimes the tragedy and consequences, you know, that, I mean, these people were lost. They were lost. They were totally destroyed in the mind. Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions? Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest additions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. Are you brave enough to step into the unknown, where shadows whisper and secrets unfold? Welcome to Ground Zero Radio, your gateway to the other side, now within reach on iOS, Android, and Alexa. Dive deep into the abyss with Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Unravel mysteries with the secret teachings and explore the unexplained in Into the Paranormal. Listen to live radio and podcasts, read our latest articles, and message the station all in our new mobile apps. Download the Ground Zero radio app today, now available in the App Store. I mean, it all came out in a Senate hearing in 1975-76. Uh, the deaths of two Americans can be attributed to these programs. Other participants in the testing programs may still suffer from the residual effects. Of course, of course, they were abused. They were totally abused. Now, here's a good one because this one puts some names on it. And uh, this is a little Rogan clip. So uh, hold on. So you brought up MKUltra. Yes. MKUltra was a government program run by the Central Intelligence Agency. Originally started as something called Bluebird in 1948-49, morphed into Artichoke, and then in 1952 became MKUltra. It was a mind control program, a brainwashing program. The CIA was trying to learn how to control people's behavior without their knowledge. Now, this is all came out in Senate and congressional hearings in the 70s. It was exposed, but nobody knew about it until 1974 when Seymour Hersh, the New York Times reporter, reported it on the front page of the paper. So um, their main objective was to commit or to create what they called hypnoprogram assassins, people who would kill on command uh, popularly known as Manchurian Candidates after a book that was written in 1962 and later became a movie and then a movie again. Uh, the people would be, through drugs and hypnotism, the objective was to get people to go and commit an act of murder against their moral code and have no memory of their programming. 
uh, and be amnesic even of the act after the fact often. Uh, that was just one of, that was their main goal, but they were also trying to create couriers, people, you know, military people that they could implant messages, send them, you know, across dangerous areas where there were, at that time it was the Vietnam War, uh, and deliver messages and then have them wiped from their, their memory in case they were captured. Uh, they had all kinds of objectives. So Roger Smith was uh, supervising Manson when he became exactly what, or he was able to do exactly what the MK Ultra program had been trying to create and do for, at that point, about 15, 17 years. When it was all exposed in the 70s, and there were these hearings, first um, the Rockefeller Commission hearings and the church hearings, and then finally uh, Senators Ted Kennedy and Daniel Inouye held hearings. Um, the CIA admitted that they had done this, but they no one would say exactly what they did. All the records had been destroyed when the two people who ran it, Richard Helms, who had become the director of the CIA in the 60s, and Dr. Sidney Gottlieb, who was kind of the mad scientist who um, had supervised all the, all the, they had safe houses in San Francisco, New York, Los Angeles, where they would experiment on people that were lured in, into these um, apartments and houses that were either look, look like brothels or hippie communes or whatever. And um, the people who were working at the Haight-Ashbury Free Medical Clinic that was run by another Smith, which makes it a little confusing, but Dr. David Smith, who founded it. They're all Smith. Um, he had given an office to a scientist named Jolly West, Louis J. West, who um, was when when the hearings occurred in the 70s identified as a top mk ultra researcher he was an academic uh come out of the military had been at the oklahoma university or oklahoma university university of oklahoma sorry and then ucla running the psychiatric divisions he denied ever being involved in mk ultra and this was one of the moments i think it was 2001 when you know things really kind of shook the course of my reporting was I learned that West had been at the same place that Manson was in the hate in the summer that Manson Sick. became exactly what the CIA was trying to create. And I knew actually I'd interviewed West about seven years before for a story I did about celebrity stalkers and people who were obsessed with stars and then only to kill them or try to kill them. And he was an expert in violence, hypnotism, brainwashing, and he was the chair of the psychiatry department at UCLA at that point. Uh, he was dead when his name came up in the Manson story. And there wasn't a lot of, I mean, I guess there was a lot of Google then or a little bit, but when I did a little research, I found out that there had been these allegations that he'd been involved in MKUltra. He always denied it. He was never prosecuted, never even investigated. He went to his grave threatening to sue anybody that said he would have anything to do with this kind of a program. Again, through another long story, but I got access to his files, which had been left at UCLA. Uh, and never they had never been processed when I called. And when, when I made the request, it took him two or three months to process the papers. I went through them through the whole summer looking for a needle in a haystack. And it was intuition, gut. I just thought there might be something there. And sure enough, I eventually found it. It was correspondence between Jolly West and Sidney Gottlieb, the doctor that ran MKUltra beginning in 1953, about conduct conducting experiments on people without their knowledge to get them to 
uh, have amnesics, uh, uh, amnesia of the acts uh, after they were programmed, and uh, everything that he had been accused of and denied, he did. Not only did he do it, he created the blueprint for the whole program with Gottlieb. Uh, the fact that all these kind of uh, interesting research programs merged at the hate, at the clinic, and then Manson came out of it with the power to do exactly what the MKUltra had been trying to create for, up to that point, I thought was worth investigating further. And that's why I, I kept going and going and going. That's what's, uh, you know, I, I mean, acid was a big thing. Cool, you made it, JP. Yes, yes, come and listen. Ron Patton will be on soon, definitely. Welcome, last one, 207. Haven't seen you in a while. Um, we're, we're just chit-chatting, you know, we chit-chat. We chit-chat a little in the, uh, in the, uh, in the, what do you call it? The chat. <laughs> listen, folks, MK Ultra was not the only project. I mean, the U.S. Supreme Court wrote in 1985 in a decision related on another case that there were 162 different secret projects that were indirectly financed by the CIA. Your money, by the way. That is, that is absolutely your money. But they contracted out to various universities, research foundations, and similar institutions. You see, it's a good old boy network like it is today. These mad men and mad women want to kill you today. It's the same gang, just the new generation. You know, there's probably, uh, you know, times a thousand of these financiers that'll take care of this. In all, at least 80 institutions and 185 research participants uh, participated. Uh, sorry. But many did not know they were dealing with the CIA. You see, they, they just fund that money, you know. They kind of they shell it off. You know, they make it look real pretty, a nice package. Oh, we get research money. Now, remember, many of the MK Ultra records were destroyed in 1973 purge. <laughs> I wonder why. You know, just uh, just if you think like me, that guy that, that said that denied everything and then they found out he, he was guilty of everything, he's burning in hell, in my opinion. He's burning out. Unless, now, if you believe like me and he gave his heart to Jesus, yes, even he would be saved, even though it kills you to think you want revenge. But 8,000 pages of records, mostly financial documents, were mistakenly not destroyed in 1973, and they were found in 1977, launching a second round of inquiries into MK Ultra. Although the renewed inquiry resulted in a public interest and even two lawsuits, uh, the 77 documents still leave an incomplete record record of the program, and nobody ever answered up for MK Ultra. Two lawsuits related to the program reached the Supreme Court in the 80s, but both protected the government over its citizens. That's happening today, right? It's good to be a Democrat, sure. Sure, and a filthy, dirty Republican, spineless wimp. Is Biden, perhaps Obama, Manchurian candidates that are put in place? I mean, I've been saying this for years. I mean, so this is a, oh, God, it's a big reading night. <laughs> well, people want to hear my voice for some stupid reason. All right, this is how the, this is how the CIA hid their MK Ultra. Um, you know, deal, and they did it with false flags and school shootings. I mean, you know, back in the 90s, J. 
John Rappaport interviewed John Marks, author of Search for the Maturian Candidate, a book that was written in 1979 that helped expose the existence and the range of infamous CIA MK Ultra program. Marks related the following facts that he had originally filed many Freedom of Information Acts or requests for documents connected to the CIA mind control program, but got nothing back. And that's, that's isn't that illegal? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a bug guy. <laughs> I barely know how to pay my taxes, but I pay them, believe me. So finally, as if to play a joke on him, somebody at the CIA sent Marks 10 boxes of financial accounting records. The attitude was, here, see what you can do with this. He said, I've seen some of these records. They're very boring to read, but Marks went through them anyway, and lo and behold, he found the one piece that put it all together that the MK projects based were based and all the funding analysis. Eventually, he assembled enough information uh, to begin with names, and he conducted interviews in the shape of the MK Ultra Swarm, Swam interview, Swam, Swam interview. And uh, he wrote in his book, Search for This Manchurian Candidate. So he, uh, he told John that there were three important books that had been written about MKUltra, and they stem from the 10 boxes of the CIA financial records. There was his own book, Operation Mind Control by Walter Bo- uh, Bowart, and The Mind Manipulators by Alan Schifflin and Edward Opton. After publishing his book, Marx continued to press the CIA for more information on uh, on the MK Ultra program, and of course, you know he got nothing. He got nothing. In the end of this story, he didn't get anything. The CIA went dark, ever than it did before. No leaks or any kind of anything would be permitted. In the case, there was a doubt about it, and the idea of relying on the CIA to admit what it has done in the mind control area and what it was doing—I mean, that was a long shot. That was, you're you're living MK Ultra right now. You're living you're living in you're living in a mass mind op. They are trying to condition your mind by all by false flags, by all kinds of things. All kinds the COVID, the mass, the shot, the you know, they you must live a certain way, you must, you know, use less electricity, you must get rid of your grass. Get rid of the trees. What do you think when you hear a story about Bill Gates taking out thousands of acres of trees and or chopping them up and burying them back into the ground? You, I hope those trees retaliate and fight back and reroute. Could happen. Could happen. I got a tree in my backyard. We cannot get rid of that sucker. You just got to learn to live with it at some point. <laughs> But, you know, you think about these programs that they use against the American people. They obviously had validity, and they used them in warfare probably outside of the country. Now, Russia was deeply involved with MKUltra as well and never did commit to not doing it anymore as America, who was busted, and the only reason they had to stop the program, supposedly. I very well think that they didn't stop anything. Oh, this is a funny one. All right. This one is a, you know, say what you want. Here, listen to this one. You know, Congress has gotten out of control because we've let them get out of control. And uh, if, if more of this happens, the system is going to use this to push a crackdown on the population. And that's going to explode even bigger and cause more dead people on both sides. Uh, and uh, statistically leans towards the globalist favor if we get violent. I don't want violence. I want to have a peaceful restoration of our republic. 
Uh, and uh, this guy hooked in with a white supremacist, very creepy, Fed-run uh, gaggle of individuals. And that adds towards the weight on one side that uh, this was a federal uh, mind control operation, which, which are very real. I mean, those are admitted in 1977 congressional hearings to be one of the biggest covert, not just CIA, but defense intelligence, uh, overall Pentagon, a private university, uh, operations ever. I mean, they are obsessed with mind control, uh, erasing memories, uh, creating kind of wind-up toy people who have their memory erased but have a total compulsion. And that's what uh, Jared Lee Loftner on his uh, MySpace and Facebook and all these places said, I can't rest. I've got to do this. I, I've got a compulsion. Sorry. Now, that also mirrors what a regular, out-of-their-mind, violent schizophrenic, paranoid schizophrenic would do because they artificially create an artificial paranoid schizophrenia and then they point it and direct the compulsion that everything's going to be all right and they're going to be in a heaven, Mount Olympus, Valhalla, uh, Nirvana. They're promised the world. Um all through mind control that, you know, it will be a better, but look, what was that, Tim, Tim, what was that kid? What was his name? Oklahoma bombing, Tim. Again, if I get it wrong, I'm sorry, not LaVey, was it? You guys will remind me in the Discord. I mean, you can say what you want about AJ, but <laughs> this guy, you know, I mean, he knows something. I don't know how, I don't know, you know, where he gets his information. I don't know if he's even like, an he might be an enemy to us. He might not. But he knows, he was even mentioned in the X-Files movie, right? They, they get a different name, of course, but it was obviously his character. The guy, got, he has information that we should be aware of, you know. Look through all the, you know, shock jock entertainment. Just kind of pass through all that and listen to what he's saying. He's got information that is pertinent to our mind. You know, there's... Why in the world would you believe that this government, this government that lied to us about everything in the past three years that we have been revealed, we know the truth, if we're not accepting it, we're, we have our heads in the sand. Why would we think that they would, that we could trust them now after all these lies? That, that, that clip of AJ, 2011. 2011, that, that looks like my studio right now. <laughs> not the big blowout thing. This was Alex in the beginning. Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Yeah. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions? Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest additions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. They will always lie to you. They will always lie to you. And they don't need LSD anymore to get you under control. They All they have to do is rip out a little fear and get you going. They'll feed you lies every single day. And, and, and you know, now they've upped the ante with technology. They're using these new technologies like cell phones, cell towers, and notorious 5G to control the masses. We've heard the stories before. Some people think the graphene oxide in the vac acts as a transmitter and possibly a receiver. To do what? To control the masses. Why? Why would they want to control all these people? 
But look at entertainment and the way, like, technology. Listen, I've been to some cool concerts as a kid. Like, I went to Yes. I went to ACDC. I've seen Rush numerous times. Van Halen. I mean, these were some amazing shows, especially back then in the, you know, early, it was probably mid-'80s. I saw Yes. They had an amazing laser light show. But when they... It didn't, it didn't seem like it is now. I mean, the technology has really changed entertainment, and it's brought it to a whole new level. I mean, you're watching now dead people that you're seeing concerts of, like say you could go see Prince or, or one of these dead folks. You go see them on the image on the, on the stage, you wouldn't know the difference. I mean, you ever hear this thing called, the, I think I'm getting it right, it's called the Vegas Dome. This is insane. If you're on the video, you can see this. I'll play it. I can get you on this little screen here. Um, I have to do it first because it's a quick vid. But th this is creepy. Check it out. If you're on the radio, it's a dome. It's a big concert. There's literally tens of thousands of people there. It's an amazing light show. It has a white cross with the cross on the lower end, I might say. Now we're looking at fire flag, fire on the stage, fire around people. It's very weird. Um, this is like fire falling on people. This is the creepiest one. This is a cube of many different images, which are really words when it gets closer. It's coming down upon you. You got to check the video out of this later. And sorry for the rough cut. It's kind of... And that's that. Um, that's pretty interesting. You know, is this a mass population energy harvest event? I mean, like the Travis Scott concert and, and other venues. You know, we've seen this before. We've seen this, you know, energy grab is what I always call it. Like, like you know, they, they, they're definitely sucking energy out of people. I guarantee it. And then what are they leaving behind? I mean, later on down the road, did they plant a dirty seed in these poor folks that, you know, they'll commit suicide or do some heinous act or be so depressed that they do drugs till they die? This is the kind of world that that's how they're controlling our mind. Look at video games. It's made a whole different culture, of not just of young men and women, but people. There's people of all ages that play those things that can't get away from them. I mean, if you're using an entertainment purpose, fine, but do you really know if you're being subliminally mind-effed? You don't, because, I mean, this is really loose. I can't even say this with any validity or proof, but it's kind of strange that we see young people going out, blasting young people away, killing them in mass droves, running them over with cars. It almost resembles the game GTA Five, and I like that game. I'm just saying, but it's true. I mean, are we seeing MK Ultra with this potato sack in chief? Is he being fed drugs while being controlled by an MK Ultra program? He has a handler. Look at the condition of the world today. I mean, the damage this one man has done. My God, are you awake yet? I mean, do you have a pulse? Do you see what's going on? Yes, you, Mr. and Mrs. America, do you see what's going on? Do you see the destruction of the world? The destruction literally started by one man, by not by action. He, well, maybe he did some things, but, you know, got rid of all Trump stuff, but because he's weak, he's tired, and he's an old leader, 
and the world sees it, the world knows, and the world looks for weak leaders in America. Believe me, you're seeing the result of a weak leader. I'm not saying bomb the hell out of everything, but you got to show the lion that you are. And this man is not a lion. He's a turtle. And the world knows he's a turtle. And that's why we're seeing our country so vulnerable now. We have a compromised president to boot. God, he's owned by everybody. That guy should be wearing patches like he's in NASCAR. It's unbelievable. My only question today for you folks is how in the world do we stop this? That is the million-dollar question. It's unbelievable. We're sitting here in this world. We're watching it go by day after day. God, I hate the camera, but we'll see if it works. Anybody in anybody seeing that? I don't even know how you see it. You go into aftermath. It's supposed to be like Clyde. When Clyde's on, that's what uh, Rob was telling me. Hey, Josh, mashed potato and chief. There you go, sir. One point two. Oh, wow. So okay, Sweeney. But this is what I love about interactive shows. Sweeney posted in the uh, Discord the Las Vegas uh, this drone thing, two point three billion dollar megasphere. With 1.2 million LEDs. You know, it makes images, it makes, you can look it up later, but this is crazy. And and is this a big, you know, mind F? Is this like, <laughs> that's a good one, Sweeney. Is this, is, is this an energy grab? I really believe that energy harvesting right now is huge. I believe they have technology and ways to do it. I believe there's so much stuff out there that they haven't even told us yet that they know, you know, and uh, there we go. That's where we're at. This is the new world you live in, folks. Nice crowd out there in uh, Ground Zero Radio. Thank you for listening. Uh, Share away. Let everybody know that the paradigm shift is rolling. And what do we got? We got a little more time here. Let's see. Fans are passing out at Taylor Swift concert. See that? That's uh, Solo said that in the Discord. And that's true. And, you know, if you think about it, guys, if you think about it, when Obama came out and it did his first run in 08, people were dropping like flies, dropping like flies at every one of his events because there is power. They know it. It could even be some kind of black magic that's being used on the world. Really, these people will engage in this kind of activity. They have an agenda. They have a narrative. They have a drive. Could say, that's more than you can say for most Americans. Seriously. You should have a drive to save your country, to save your children, to save the globe. It's not just here. The whole globe is under siege. And we don't do something soon enough. We certainly are going to have this issue come aboard. Oh, my God. I thought about it today. I'm like, you know, I had to work today. Kind of sucked. And glad the first hour went really fast. (laughs) You know, I worked right until two. And then I hit the, um, I got over here. I didn't even go home. I just came right over here and started writing because I love doing this show with you guys. And um, yeah, it's been a crazy day. But I think we got a show going and uh, definitely do. There was one other thing. What was that? The financial system, right? We keep being told every single day that the market's going to crash, that it's going to be this black swan of event, that we're going to have this meltdown, right? February 24, psychics, all kinds of people are coming up with, you know, their analogy of what's going to happen in February. So it's all this, you know, this is that mass pop psych op. I mean, it's MK Ultra in a different way, I think. It's not so... 
maybe they are using the 5G. Maybe they are. I mean, I I really got to dodge cars on the road these days. It's always been, <laughs> drivers in New Mexico have always been terrible, but I got to tell you, it's kind of crazy. All right, so uh, I'm going to break loose here for just a moment because we got to change systems. So if you are watching this right now, God bless you, because none of us can find it. But but we're going to be on the um, Zoom, so I can't connect with the OBS doing it that way. It's a bunch of crap you don't give a rip about. This is JP. This is the Paradigm Shift. It's Saturday night. We're doing this thing live. It's a good time to break loose, get your beer, get your munchies, get everything you do. You don't want to miss that second hour. Sub us at aftermath.media for the best research information on the net. All podcasts are there. And get that Zoom meet with Clyde once a month. Sometimes JP shows up. Remember, copyright free music from In Audio by Infraction, featuring composers like Infraction, Moco. It's mostly Infraction and Moco tonight. Just, you know, these will be in the credits on the Rumble. Look them up, YouTube, sub them if you're a creator. Excellent, excellent, excellent resource for your projects. Without worrying about copyright issues, we use them for all our podcasts and everything we do. You can too, inaudio.org. Become a member today. All right, we'll be right back. Hour two, Rob Hatton.
I always forget that, Mike. Welcome back. Paradigm Shift, Hour 2, JP here. Thanks for joining me tonight. It's always a pleasure to serve you on the mighty Paradigm Shift, Ground Zero, dot radio, groundzeromedia.org, studiojfm.com. Shittles links right now so others can enjoy the show, too. Don't forget, you can give to our little evil network. Well, wait a minute. Not... <laughs> Not our evil network. Uh, you can give to our network on the evil PayPal at JoeMagicYahoo.com. J-O-M-A-G-I-N-E. Yahoo.com. So uh, I just got to cut this. It's great music, isn't it? Those guys rock. In audio.org. You got to get that stuff. And then what I have to do is now, if you're watching the feed, uh, sorry, got to go. We'll be back on the Zoom. Hold tight. And I think Ron is already in there from what i can see hold on yeah we're just burning you know radio time burn it up minutes or minutes <laughs> Jeez, i hope this works i you know i always wonder with this um come on zoom wow i don't have a meeting here why hold on guys there we go wow okay hold on hold on hold on hold on I gotta do this the right way. Where oh wow, where are my meetings? How embarrassing because he he has it says no upcoming events. Cause he's already joined the meeting, so how come I can't join my own meeting? Uh hold on guys, there's something not right here. Okay, there we go. Thank goodness. <laughs> hold on, folks. There he comes. Starting meeting now. Give me a sec. I got to hit the record. Hey, Ron. Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions. Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest editions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. How you doing? Oh, he's waiting for me to admit him in. Of course. See, they changed this. Record. Recording in progress. Okay, here comes Ron. Boom. Hang with me, folks. Radio people, hold tight. StudioJFM.com. I know. Whoa, where'd he go? I brought him in. Hold on, folks. Well, you see me. There he is. All right. Hey, Ron. Just waiting on the audio. Hello. Hey, Ron. Yo, yo, yo. How's it going? Good. Did you need video? Were you going to do video? We did hour one, but I had to turn the OB off, OBS off for Zoom, so I'll get it up. So we're going to do, do video for this? We're doing it now on Zoom, and then I'll cut it, and I'll send it to Mike, and he can put it up on Aftermath. Oh, okay, so let me comb my hair. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Comb your hair. We're on there video, sir. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. There you go. How you doing tonight? Cool. Having my beverage. There you go. Have a beverage. I have one myself. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself. I know a lot of people know who you are. So there might be some that don't. Well, my name's Ron Patton. I'm executive producer of Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. And I've been doing that since about June of 2015. Wow, long time. 
Yeah, actually, I met Clyde back in 2010. Um, I put out a magazine called MKZine, right. which was uh, an examination of course of mind control and invasive human experimentation. And uh, a friend of his, well, actually, later, this guy became his producer, James Evan Pilato from Media Monarchy, uh, told Clyde about me. And it's like, oh, man, I want to talk to this guy. Yeah. And so eventually I, I got onto Ground Zero back around 2011, 2012, and started talking about uh, mind control and mass shooters and right. serial killers and stuff like that. Sure. So I was kind of his go-to guy for a while. All right. And then you became executive producer. Yeah, that, that was in 2015. Um, I think James quit around 2014 and then uh tracy twyman became his producer for a few months i didn't know and then that. she quit <laughs> oh. and uh clyde gave me a call and i was living down in san diego at the time and i was uh publishing paranoia the conspiracy reader right which is a very popular magazine and so he gave me a call and said hey ron would you like to be my producer and I said, mm, yeah, sure, as long as I get to stay in San Diego. Right. And he said, well, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. So, Oh, so you had to make the trek. Yeah, well, see, I used to live in Olympia, Washington for oh, yeah. about 22 years. Oh, wow. Okay, I have a connection in Olympia. Interesting. And um, so that's why i went down to san diego to get away from the rain <laughs> i know it rains a lot there definitely but anyway um i understood the circumstances and he was sort of in a tough situation because he didn't have a producer so i made the decision to move down there and uh, be his producer and so i've been doing it for about eight years now okay working out pretty well i'd say yeah i'd, I'd say for the for the most part uh we're looking for a better syndication deal right now, but uh, we're very happy with uh, Aftermath Media and what Rob Davenport's been able to help put together for us. You know, basically that keeps us afloat. Right. That's what supports Ground Zero is Aftermath Media. Yes, sir, it does. Yeah, and I, I'm honored to be a part of that family for sure. Yeah, we really appreciate you too as well. Oh, just having fun here, man. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So the books, the book I have MK Zine. I, I actually ordered it, and I ordered the um, Paranoia as well. I, I'm still waiting on that one, but I'm excited to get it, and it'll be great. Tell people about about MK Zine. Well, um, I'll kind of back up okay. a little bit, sure. and uh, probably around 1990 when I moved from Hawaii to Olympia, Washington. I was going to a church uh, called Church of Living Water, and I went to this breakfast meeting with some other guys, and they were talking about uh, a member of the church who was a, a deputy sheriff, and he was accused of ritually abusing his daughters. Uh-oh. Whoa, man, this is kind of like heavy stuff. Right, right, right. And it actually made national news. Uh Paul Ingram is his name. Okay. And so they were coming out with some really uh, 
just bizarre tales of being uh, involved in satanic rituals oh, and wow. rape <clears throat> and stuff. And uh, so I had no like frame of reference really to draw from. It's pretty mind blowing. Absolutely. And uh, so I, trying to talk to the pastor about it and he goes well i can't really say anything because it's under litigation but it, but anyway the whole thing kind of blew up and it became like national news it was on the today show and oh, wow. this guy named lawrence wright uh wrote a book about it called uh, remembering satan and so it sort of helped uh propel the false memory syndrome this uh organization that basically thought a lot of people's uh, memories were not accurate because they had a mental disorder and there was no proof of satanic rituals or mind control or any of this stuff. That's what they believed anyway. Right. And so, um, so I was sort of investigating that too. And one thing led to another. And I listened to this one guy who came to our church. It was about 1991 guy by the name of Kurt Billings. And he was starting to talk about uh, his experience when he was younger um, at China Lake Naval Weapons Center. And there were these other children that were in this Quonset hut. And he talked about how there were these German doctors there that were like assessing what was going on. And uh, they were, some of the kids were brutally raped and tortured while on the other side, there were kids just watching, witnessing what oh was going on. God. Oh my and God. So, and it was like, Oh, this is just, I don't believe this. I don't believe our right. Right. That, would, but most people wouldn't believe that. Right. So, um, I talked to Kurt afterwards and, uh, I go, Where's the evidence? Is there any documentation to substantiate your claims? Right. And he said, oh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff from the Freedom of Information Act. He goes, some of this stuff, it's it's really hard to find, but there's a lot of survivors that have gone through what I did. And uh, he said, I, I want to introduce you to this guy, Fritz Springmeyer in Portland. And he has a lot of evidence. And so... Yeah, I went to Portland and met with Fritz and I actually became friends with him for a while and was starting to help him with some research and uh, helped him with some mailing and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden I came to the realization that this guy is not who he claims to be, you know, it's just uh -oh. like bizarre, you know, because there were uh, people that were calling me and saying, don't trust Fritz, don't trust Fritz. And it's like, why? He's this good Christian man. You know, right, he's doing right. a lot of good for people. But at the same time, I realized that there were a lot of people kind of fleeing or running away from him, too. So, What was uh, up with Fritz? What was that? What, what was up with Fritz? Well, I found out that Fritz, that's not his real name. His real name is Victor Earl Schof. Okay. Uh, his dad was an agricultural engineer for the United Nations oh, wow. for an NGO that was actually a CIA front. Oh, wow. And, and uh, Fritz actually was in federal prison back in the 80s for kidnapping. And once he got out of prison, uh, he uh, changed his name to uh, Fritz. Fritz Arts Springmeyer. 
And so, you know, he was always telling me, like, Ron, you're my best. He'd do a lot of love smothering, right? Say, oh, you're my best friend, and I can count on you, and you're going to hear a lot of crap about me. Don't believe it. And so, you know, I didn't. It's like I trusted him. Sure. But, again, there were all these people that were trying to tell me, do not trust him. He's not a good person. And so (laughs) that was about in the mid nineties. And so I had to part ways with him because he was bad news involved with this one woman by the name of Cisco Wheeler and, uh, in an inappropriate way. And Uh basically it abandoned his family. And so it's like, I I can't associate with you anymore, man. You, you know, you ditch your family and for this one woman. And so they co-wrote a few books and, you know, he was really big on the scene and, you know, I'm the one that, told him that he should write a book about the 13 Illuminati, Illuminati bloodlines because he put uh, in each of his newsletters one of the bloodlines, like the Astors, the Russells, the Rothschilds. And so I said, might as well just put a make a book. Right. right? So he did that, and that became very popular. Actually, Tex Mars is the one that helped him get that published. That and, right? and wow. It was a big hit. But... Uh, um, so that's how things sort of evolved. And then I just, I got to the point where I just said, you know what? I believe in a lot of what actually Fritz had to say, but on the other hand, there were a lot of things that were just not on the up and up. So I wrote an article back in 1996 called Project Monarch Nazi Mind Controlled. And I submitted it to Paranoia Magazine. That's, you know sort of my first go at uh, publishing something okay, and it became a big hit. It, it was actually their number one article of all time. Wow. And uh, it gained a lot of traction, but it also opened up the floodgates where I got a lot of calls from alleged survivors and uh, you know, trolls and yeah, oh, it yeah. was a pretty crazy time. They even had trolls back then. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, uh, so, so basically I started out as a skeptic to a lot of this mind control, satanic ritual abuse stuff. And then I I came to the realization that there was actually some validity to it. And, uh, because I came across a lot of very credible survivors of mind control. And I actually helped safe house a woman back in 1997 brought her out from Salt Lake City all the way to Olympia with my friend who was a former Special Forces guy. And, uh, yeah, there was a lot of heavy-duty targeting that happened. Wow. And it, 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 definitely, it made my wife at the time, when I was married, she came to the realization that, yeah, well, a lot of this stuff that you're talking about is true. Right. You know, with the black helicopters and sure. uh, the cars parked out in front of our house yes. and the cr- crazy phone calls we'd get, I'd answer the phone and I would just hear these computer tones. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard so, of that. Wow. And, and so basically I was just supposed to uh, help her out for a couple of weeks. And Ted Gunderson, who was a former uh, big wig with the FBI, was supposed to uh get her into a safer place, more permanent place. Didn't work out that way. Oh, he, he dropped the ball and, uh, 
we had her at our house for about two months, and it was a uh, very uh, trying experience, to say the least. I would imagine, definitely. You're talking a yeah. person with some very high damage. Well, the, the thing is, she was very high up there. Even Kathy oh. O'Brien, uh, who was um, an MK Ultra survivor, and she helped co-write a book called Transformation of America with Mark Phillips, said that she was higher up than what she was, that that uh, wow. Penny was. Okay. And, and so um, she, Penny is fine now. She's well, doing good. well for okay. the most part, you know. I mean, she has her ups and downs, but she's alive and she's thriving. And uh, so I, I'm glad I was able to kind of help her out for that Absolutely. period of time. But it, but again, it was something that was uh, very eye-opening. Oh, for sure. And uh, coming to the realization that, you know, when you talk about this with other people and you write about it, it's like, yeah, okay. But when you actually experience it, and you see all this crazy stuff going on in your own life. Right, right, it's right. Like, whoa. Uh -huh. Like an example, an example is when um uh she stayed with us, like I said, for about two months. About after a month. Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions. Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest editions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. Uh, she decided she wanted to get a job, so she became a bartender at the Mongolian Grill in Olympia. Well, actually, right. it's in Lacey, right next to Olympia. And uh, it was kind of a dead place, but all of a sudden, man, that place just boomed. I mean, there were all kinds of people coming in there. Why? Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. Okay, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> now I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, well, it was just really interesting. And uh, I remember one time I I picked her up from work, and uh, she goes, "Oh, Ron, I want you want to introduce you to to the uh, DJ. I forgot his name, but he's from Las Vegas." And I go, right. "Hey, you know, how you doing?" And then he kind of talked to me on the side, and he goes, "I know the type of woman Penny is." And I go, "What do you mean?" And then he, he uh, pointed to her the moles that she had on her face. Okay. They were sort of like perpendicular from one another. He was going, you, you ever see Marilyn Monroe? And I go, yeah. She goes, she has the same type of moles or whatever. And uh, it's alleged that Marilyn Monroe was one of the first uh, MK Ultra Project Monarch type um, people that was pro programmed back in the uh, early 50s. So, yeah, and uh, and the moles so, was there some significant to well, to... well, it's it, it was just a marker I to see. show people like certain people would like it would be like right above the lip and then right below the lip, okay. and supposedly you can create these moles through some sort of like electric shock. Oh wow! Yeah, they use this like little taser type thing to create this these moles. 
Oh, I think it's even in uh, some of Mark Phillips and Kathy O'Brien's material where they oh. talk about that. That's, that's... But um, so, and then uh, the DJ's uh, good friend was this young man named Joey Gambino. Okay. And Joey happened to be uh, a former, well, he would, actually was AWOL. He, he was a Marine Corps sniper. And he was sort of doing his own thing because he was tired of the Marines. But he was telling me that he was programmed too. Oh, really? And, you know, wow. Obviously, his father was, you know, he was part of the mafia, right? Right. And it was just like, oh, my God, what the hell is going on here? All right, this stuff. Like and everybody's I, programmed. I met a couple. <laughs> then I met, I was talking to a couple of guys that were uh, former Vietnam vets. And one of the guys actually owned a gas station right next to the Mongolian Grill. Interesting. And he was <laughs> special forces. The other guy was a teacher at North Thurston High School. And uh, he started breaking down and crying about something that I, I brought up. It was just like, wow. it was just so surreal, you know, with all this stuff. And it yeah. was like, so it's like, is this a spook hangout right right no kidding all these i mean it starts to make you know when you see all these different synchronicities come into play it just kind of makes you wonder what the hell is going on but uh that's the thing with penny there was a lot of action going on in a very short period of time and I, but i remember the conversation that penny had with kathy because uh we i i didn't let her use my phone we had to go to a phone booth. So right. we went to the mall where she called up Kathy O'Brien. She read the book transformation of America. And she told Kathy that, wow, this is a very interesting book. However, there's stuff in here. That's just not true, Kathy. And then she was very quiet. She said, you know, I can't say much right now because Mark is in the next room. Okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I believe Mark Phillips was just a handler. Not necessarily her savior, but, you know, just like how Fritz Springmeier was Cisco's handler and not necessarily her savior. So you had all these weird synchronicities around the same time back in the 90s Definitely when it weird. came to the, the whole this whole Project Monarch uh, scenario. Wow. And it's all surrounded in this little town. No, no, no. It, oh. It's not necessarily surrounding this little the, of Olympia. I'm just okay. actually um, Mark Phillips and Kathy O'Brien lived in Michigan. Oh, wow. Penny actually lived in Michigan too, okay. right? But, but what I'm saying is you have um, these same type of mind control scenarios where you have this one person who comes across as this savior. Or what, and I mean, I'm, I was almost in that kind of situation too with Penny you know, trying to help her out. But, uh, you know, like I said, eventually she was able to, to find her way back home, so to speak. And she did quite well after that, but, uh, so, it was uh, just a very convoluted, um, experience back during, during those years back in the nineties. I'd imagine. Um, do, do, do these people have a hard time letting go of that? Because there has to be some deep programming that may never come out. Right. Um, earlier you brought out, brought up a project or excuse me, MK ultra. 
and there were about 149 sub projects. The reality is there are a lot more than that. I imagine, yeah. Of course, yeah. And John Marks actually said there's only about um, 20% of the uh, MKUltra sub projects that were actually revealed to the public. The rest of it was pretty much redacted or, you know, sure. swept under the rug. What, what's their but, main uh, goal with this? I mean, this is serious business here. They're taking over people's lives. Yeah. Well, the, the whole thing like with uh, MK Ultra is very broad, right? right? It had to do with a combination of human experimentation, you know, behavioral analysis, mind control. But the thing with Project Monarch had to do more with creating um, multiple personalities and programming each of those personalities to do an assigned task or a function. So you might have one personality that is an assassin, another that's a human tape recorder, and then another that's like a drug courier. And that's it's create basically it's a creation of the perfect spy. And if you're able to access each one of those personalities with a trigger phrase or a trigger word, they would be amnesic from the other personality. They don't remember at all. Nope. Wow. How many yeah. personalities could they house in one person? Um, I've heard several hundred. Whoa. Because, again, this is done intentionally. So you have two different types of multiple personality or what's called dissociative identity disorder okay. now. But there's one type where it's just more organic, uh, random, where a young child is usually sexually molested or traumatized for a long period of time. And the only way they can deal with that trauma is to kind of split off psychologically. And that's usually done or occurs prior to the age of six. Interesting. Past the age of six, their, their psyche is already developed. And uh, if they have continued trauma in their lives, it becomes, uh, um, you know, something else, another type of psychological disorder. Wow. These, but, uh, uh, go ahead. So, so basically a lot of these MK ultra doctors got to the point where they were able to split off these personalities and create all these different alters and then be able to program each one systematically. And it, it became basically a science. And a lot of this was done originally in, uh, in Germany or world war during world war two with Joseph Mengele okay. and a uh, doctor by the name of Dr. Green. Now, some people think that Dr. Green and Mingle were the same people. I don't think so. It seems like there's enough evidence to show that they were two separate type of programmers. But Mingle was very much involved in this splitting of personalities and, of course, using twins right. as sort of a, a test base for some of this programming. And, and say, say they were to house numerous personalities in, in a target, these personalities don't talk or, or communicate at all, correct? Well, I mean, 
it can become so sophisticated to where some of them are not totally amnesic from one another. However, some of the deeper ones are. So again, it, it's something that's very convoluted and complex. Definitely. And it's, it's kind of like a layered matrix, the way they have it set up. And deprogramming becomes very problematic. It's something that's very difficult with individuals like that. Now, with a person that just has like the regular traumatic organic type of DID, a lot of their personalities can actually become integrated and they begin, they can become whole again. But people that are systematically programmed by the CIA or Department of Defense, that's a whole nother ball game. And uh, it's something that's extremely difficult because they may seem like they're fine for a while, but all of a sudden the programming starts to wind up again. And that's initiated by a trigger. Uh, yeah. But uh, so before does, does the triggers the CIA, were, were do, usually. Do they ever let go of these people, the CIA? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of, well, what they do is they just let them unravel. Because what will happen, uh, especially within women, uh, about 75% are women, 25% are men. Okay. And, the, and the reason is uh, who would, you know, would suspect a female being an assassin, right? Right. <laughs> so they're, they're really and, using and, these people to assassinate folks. Yeah, but you can, for whatever reason, uh, women are more pliable and you can do a lot more right. with women. Sure. As opposed to men. Uh, but yeah, I've known a few men that were programmed as well. Wow. And there are a few credible books out there. <laughs> but unfortunately, what they do is they just let some of these uh, programmed individuals just sort of unravel to the point where they just seem psychotic. And it's like, oh, man, they're just out of their mind. And yes, they are out of their mind, but it's because of their programming. And then they'll start sort of integrating reality with fantasy and you don't know what's real and what's not. And uh, so they do that on purpose to, to sort of, you know, make people sort of discount the whole mind control right. scenario. Sure. Sure. Write them off as crazies. Yep. Oh yeah. It's easy. And I mean, honestly, I have been contacted by a lot of people <laughs> that sort of fit that category. And I just say, I have to cut them loose because it's just, it's, it's, too it's just too much to handle. And uh, I try to do what I can. Right. I try to be gracious and, sure. you know, let That's them close. know that, you know, I'd like to be there for you, but at the same time, if, if you're not going to work within certain parameters of respect and stuff like that, I can't, can't do it. The CIA, um, I mean, they have, they have, how many of these people, you think this is still going on today, first of all? Yeah, but it's different today. I don't think it's the same. Well, why is that? So basically, we probably have like MKUltra 4.0. Okay. And so a lot of the systematic mind control operations are done remotely. Oh, interesting. And, and, and so... Uh, it's usually done through harmonics, through computers. Okay. And the tone. And, and, <laughs> yeah. 
into what's referred to as voice to skull technology. Oh, okay. Which is usually um, beamed through microwave. And that way people will hear voices or commands. And so essentially what they're doing is they're creating artificial schizophrenia. Right. And so you can set up somebody, let's say there's, there's somebody who's like a whistleblower or an activist. Okay. And they're making some headway. You know, people are starting to believe what they're saying. Right. So why not just beam some commands like, you know, I want to kill myself. I want to kill myself, you know, on and on and on to the point where they literally do that. Wow. And I know of an individual that happened to My God. back in the early 2000s. He was, uh, he was a former um, army guy and he was even telling me, he's going, I don't have any real issues. It's just, I'm hearing all these voices, kill myself, kill myself. Wow. And it's like, I don't know what to do. And then eventually he, he did that. My God. Yeah. He drank, uh, he put, and they told him how to do it too, basically to put, uh, you know, uh, Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions. Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest editions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do radiator fluid or something in into oh, coca-cola and drink it that's brutal that's yeah a, that's and a, so i mean i was devastated by it oh i bet that's crazy uh you know again it's the perfect cover if you want to do that but then you know you can also do it if somebody is let's say programmed already and then all you need to do to trigger them is to you know send those trigger words or whatever remotely via microwave through voice skull technology. And is then this boom, thing floating in go. the sky, this, this microwave technology, is it up in the sky where they target people? Yes. And, yes, it, it, it is. is. Wow. And, uh, I read about I something a, like that. Yeah. I have, I have a good friend by the name of Jesus Mendoza, who's a targeted individual. Okay. And back in the uh, late, uh, 1990s, he was going to Cooley Law School in Lansing, Michigan. And, um, he was like at the top of his class. And he was, he came to the realization that the president of the law school was embezzling funds from minority students, the grants and stuff that they were getting. Right. And so he was exposing that. And once he started exposing that, I think it was through the newspaper or whatever. All of a sudden, he was feeling really sick, and uh, his skin would get really tingly and hot, and Whoa. he would have a lot of inflammation. His eyes would be shut. He'd have migraines. Interesting. And he'd go to the doctor. They didn't know what was going on. Finally, one doctor came to the conclusion that he was suffering from radiation poisoning. Oh, my. And so he, the doctor asked him, are you around a microwave oven? He goes, no, I don't even have it in a microwave oven. And, you know, 
again, the doctor didn't, it's like, I have no idea, but I know that this is usually that comes from radiation. And so then he just, he was looking on the internet and at that time there wasn't a lot of information about this. Right. Right. Then he, uh, decided to get some diagnostic equipment and he got it from, uh, uh, an electrical engineer by the name of Roger Tulsis, who actually used to be the uh, engineer for Howard Hughes. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so he got that and he was able to set it up and lo and behold, this energy beam was coming from overhead the same trajectory a satellite would. Oh, wow. <laughs> And so basically he was one of the first credible targeted individuals to come out and was able to substantiate his story through, you know, objective proof because he had the diagnostic equipment and he had meters hooked up and everything. And he even filmed some of it. Unfortunately, some of his children were also subjected to it. Oh no. And his basically his family, had to divide up because they were being hurt and uh he's still alive but it's just very difficult for him to be around any type of electrical anything electrical because he has extreme electrical sensitivity we've heard this before with individuals yeah yeah but jesus mendoza you can look him up okay and uh there's probably a, a few YouTube videos about him, but he's just a really, he has a great heart, you know, a very sweet spirit about him. And he's doing all he can to also um, try to put forth some legal, uh, you know, laws into place right. to prevent some of this. And he's already done this in the state of uh, Michigan with unwarranted um, surveillance, electronic surveillance. Right, right, sure. Also, he's really big into Wi-Fi in schools. Oh, that's great. And showing how it's just devastating for children's brains. Yeah, This guy, I mean, he sounds like a nice guy. Why would the government target him of all people? I mean, well, what he did, what he did is he looked at who was on the board of directors. Okay. And he, a lot of them had, uh, were big in the department of defense contractors, Raytheon, stuff like that. So it was like, okay. Right, yeah. Right. So basically a lot of times you just got to follow the money trail. And, uh, I think they were just using him as an example. But uh, another case in point is uh, Diana Napolis, who is a social worker down in San Diego. Okay. And she was making the claim, this was back in the late 90s, early 2000s, that uh, there was some abuse going on with the foster care program there. And then she even came to... Uh, the conclusion that there was satanic ritual abuse type stuff going on. Wow. And so she was, she was um, also looking into Michael Aquino, who was a, a right. big, big wig in so- psychological operations for the U S army. He was also a Satanist who founded the, the uh, temple of set, which is an offshoot of the church of Satan. 
And um, so she was exposing him. And then all of a sudden, her whole mindset started changing and she saw these things that just had nothing to do with reality. And she started hearing voices. Uh Oh, and some of the voices she thought at the time were of Steven Spielberg and Jennifer love Hewitt. And they were saying all kinds of crazy things. And it got to the point where she was, she was hearing these voices like 24 seven. She was sleep deprived. So it basically drove her crazy to the point where she would actually go to Steven Spielberg's house, you know, on a loudspeaker or whatever. And what? Oh. Saying, Quit doing this to me, you know? And so, of course, people just thought, well, she's just somebody that's right. obviously has some, you know, write mental issues. Write him off as crazy. Yeah. But uh, the reality was it also coincided. I, I'm not going to name the person's name. Uh, cause I told him I would, but he was a very prolific writer. He was actually my favorite writer back in the nineties. Okay. Did a lot of, a lot of parapolitical stuff and talked about project paperclip and all that stuff. And he was also exposing Michael Aquino at the time. And all of a sudden he starts hearing these voices and really? seeing all oh, this total different reality. So what did they have in common? They were both exposing a lot of this mind control, satanic ritual abuse stuff associated with Michael Aquino. And they were also part of this type of uh, what's called soul catcher programming, operation soul catcher programming, where basically their minds were being hacked and within their brains, it was like a whole different reality being put in place. Wow. So they can get into your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Robert Duncan actually wrote the book um, about uh, soul capture technology. Can, can they read your thoughts? Oh, yeah. What? Yep. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. DARPA, DARPA was involved in that for a number of years. And, uh, you know, the, the, this is a the thing. There are patents to show you know, again, to substantiate these claims where a lot of people say, oh, that's not happening. Well, here are the patents. And I mean, I've shown people the patents. I've also had patents uh, in MK MKZine to show people that, yeah, this this stuff is real. Right. Wow. People... So, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty scary. I mean, it, it's pretty alarming. And, you know, a lot of people ask, well, how can I protect myself from this? And there uh, there, there's no really good answer i mean i wish i could tell people like yeah just you know live your life in a faraday cage and you should be good but (laughs) i mean that that's just not practical no it's not but i think uh there are certain ways we can kind of mitigate it on a a spiritual basis there you go but you know uh you know because everything is vibrational right everything is energy right and so there's certain things I think we can do to sort of counter against it to some extent. Could, could we raise our vibrations and, and. Oh yeah. Yeah, we can. And, you know, like with myself, I've had to deal with some of this targeting uh, back in the early two thousands. Were were you targeted? Sure. 
And what, what happened is um, I was feeling sick a lot, a lot of inflammation. And I went to the doctor, they, you know, drew my blood and they analyzed it. And the doctor said, wow, your corpuscles are extremely enlarged and clustered like somebody that has radiation poisoning. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, but, you know, we can help you to some extent. But, yeah, I have no idea why your blood your blood looks like this, you know. Wow. And I go, and, okay, and well. This, is, this could be done. They could be in Washington and you could be in Portland and – they can make yeah. this oh yeah this make any difference yeah really yeah the, the satellite systems even back in the 90s they had extremely sophisticated satellite systems where they can essentially hear every ground conversation and pretty much see anything that's going on you know i mean that, that's on record <laughs> so just imagine what they can do that you know you don't really hear about through right. the media but, but this kind of technology has to cost literally billions of dollars to have this satellite system out sure. there floating around yeah. targeting just basic individuals that, you know, have the wrong message, I guess. Well, but the thing is, it's expanded out. I think we're dealing more with uh, mass mind control now. Right. With uh, the overall populace, you know, with a combination of setting up the electromagnetic grid, uh, Ilana Freeland has a good book, okay. several good books on that. Just look up her name, Ilana Freeland. Okay. And she talks about how uh, the, the military has set up this electronic grid, you know, throughout the planet. And uh, through the use of uh, chemtrails and all the nanoparticulates and everything is... Uh, has to do with these nanoparticulates that are floating about in our atmosphere, even within our bodies. Yes, definitely. And, and I remember hearing first hearing about it from a guy named Harry Sweeney who helps uh, targeted individuals. And he brought up the, the phrase called smart dust and he kind of broke it down and talked oh. about how DARPA developed it and what, what were the reasons. Yeah, of course they always have, these benevolent ways like, oh, we can help, you know, offset the enemy's encroachment, encroachment on, you know, what we're trying to do or what have you. And But the reality is they're actually using a lot of these types of uh, uh, invasive technologies upon citizens of the U.S. Right. And they also use they also use test models. Um I have a good friend by the name of uh, Julianne McKinney, who's a former elect electronics expert uh, in the U.S. Army, and she wrote a uh, manuscript uh, about uh, some of this so-called non-lethal, non-ionizing weapons, you know, electronic type of weaponry or direct energy weapons. Right. This was this was actually she wrote that back in the early nineties, and unfortunately, she's uh, being subjected to some of this technology herself, and uh, so tell, she kind of comes in and out. Tell people a little bit about the smart dust because I've I've read about that. Well, I mean, it's just basically, it's like you think of it as like 
very small microchips, right? And uh, they're able to, to program it in a certain way to where, let's say, I think they utilize it through chemtrails, and then, you know, they, they can just disperse it anywhere they want. And it's programmable and It doesn't, doesn't take, yeah. Wow. And um, some say that some of this also can be seen in vaccines, especially COVID-19 vaccines. I, I don't know. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised. So basically, it's just something to where if you get it in your system, it, it can go directly past the the brain barrier right. and go into your brain. And uh, oh you God. can, it'll basically assist and it makes it easier for them to, to program an individual. But, you know, the, the thing is, we have this more systematic type of mind control going on right through all these nanoparticulates voice to skull technology but then you have more of the mass mind control through social media algorithms Definitely. stuff like that right subliminals neural linguistic programming so we're just being inundated on all different angles there's no way to get away from it uh no <laughs> I mean, unless you want to, you know, just like hang out in a cave and again, be in a Faraday cage, but uh, I got, I got a friend that's doing that. He's like 90% off grid, beautiful, uh -huh. beautiful place in Wyoming. He won't have nothing to do with this world. He told me, so he just moved there. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, so it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but decades ago in college, I wrote a paper about nanotechnology. They had all these things to pick from and I picked nanotechnology and we were just wooed and wad by the, this technology and what it could do or what it's potential to do. But right. part of that paper, which got me in trouble with the, uh, with the teacher was that I started bringing up more gelins and more challenge, mm -hmm. you know, at the time was like, nobody really knew what it was, but there was a lot of speculation through nano. Uh, technology and the creation of such technology there was a high amount of nano waste that was starting to flood into the water and the food system so right. we have and this, this was decades ago so we really mm -hmm. have an issue now you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah and uh you know i i still get a lot of correspondence from people like oh how can i uh overcome this or that and you know Again, and part of it has to be uh, has to do with trying to be as healthy as you can. There you go. With regard to what you're eating, what you're drinking, um, and just also the the type of people that you're associating with. And my feeling is that we're coming to the point where you're going to start seeing more intentional communities, where more like-minded, conscious people are going to be getting together because they want to be either off grid or out of the system. Right. As with all these, the smart cities, 5g, you know, that we're just, again, we're just being inundated yes. with all these control mechanisms that are growing up, that are going on that uh, people have just, some people have come to the realization that they just can't handle it anymore. And it's just better to be free of all this, technology and uh sort of this uh draconian uh, system that's just engulfing us right now uh, 
Leo Zagami told us a couple of months ago that, um, you know, we had about two years to break away from this system, and if we didn't do it by then, we most likely wouldn't get out of it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. That's scary news because yeah. that's not a lot yeah. of time for a lot of people. I mean, I can't yeah, break I mean, away. I, you know, I'm already kind of. I'm already looking. You know, for certain places and uh, corresponding with certain individuals. Like, hey, you know, right? Might have to get together right. and. Uh, but I mean, and then you have to kind of overcome the whole cult mentality too, because there's a lot of communities that were started with humble beginnings and stuff like that. But I think we're so programmed into this hierarchical structures. You have to have a leader and all this stuff that, uh, a lot of those type of communities, unfortunately don't last very long. Right. Yeah. They're, they're pounding us with all kinds of distractions and, and false flags. And like you said, social media alone is such a magnet to the psyche. People are just so zoned in on their phone and their popularity and all this other baloney, man. It's just taking over the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm a hopeful individual. I'm a hopeful person. Sure. And I always think there, there is light at the end of the tunnel. We just have to find that on our own. And again, uh, we may have to get to the point where we create our own type of utopia, you know, off off the grid, out of the system. I would love and, that. Uh, it's going to be hard for a lot of individuals because we've been so programmed and in relying on the system, right. on our electronics, on our technology. And there's a lot of people that... Uh, just aren't unfortunately self-reliant. They don't have the the capacity to do that. Well, they use the excuse. It's presented to them as the excuse of convenience. You can bank here, you can shop here, you can order your food from here. And they've made the phone so implemental, the technology into our lives that it is going to be hard for some people to break away from the matrix. Oh yeah. Yep. Very much so. So yeah, well, Stay tuned. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I think um, a lot of events are occurring at an exponential rate right now. Right. That it's just kind of driving people crazy. It definitely (laughs) is. You know, it's too much to handle. And so there's a lot of cognitive dissonance going on where people just don't know how to handle all these uh, traumatic things that are going on. And, so they set up these self-defense mechanisms so they don't have to deal with it. And that's just, unfortunately, that's just not a healthy approach. Right. I think we need to try to attain more balance in our lives. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, show a little bit more humility and forgiveness and patience with one another. We definitely because need Because I just see a lot of people at each other's throats for really stupid reasons. It's sad. Because it wasn't yeah. like this 30 years ago. I mean, we had issues, but nothing like this. Like you said, it's just so much at once where, you know, the wars, the COVID, the this, the economy, the black swan event, everything is just getting piled up on people and they cannot cope mm-hmm. with it anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, that's what we try to do on Ground Zero is kind of bring up those things that a lot of people may have not thought about or uh, not contemplated on. And so I think, you know, Clyde does a really good job in trying to 
you know, make sense out of, of all these different things that are going on in the world. Yes, he does. He, he definitely wakes us up. So plug your books and uh, where people can get your stuff, Ron. Oh, MK Zine. Uh, GroundZeroMerch.com. Yes, sir. And I think I may be um, uh, getting some of the magazines out within the next month if people just want to buy, like, a couple of magazines or whatever. Right. Okay, and, cool. Uh, in conjunction with Paranoia Magazine. So I'll have sort of a mix and match with Paranoia and MK Zine. But, yeah, just go to GroundZeroMerch.com. And if people want to see some of my other uh, writings, all you need to do is plug in Ron Patton Mind Control in Google. Okay. You'll find some. Do you, do you have so a website? So I, I don't have a or... website myself, but. You don't have it's, a website? It's to find my... Nah. Ron Patton doesn't have a website. I don't have a website. You well, know, I just cool. put a lot of my guy. energy into ground zero. Hey, well, we appreciate that for sure. And we thank you for those efforts. All right, Ron, I'm going to cut you off, man. We're, we've burned up an hour like nothing. So uh, appreciate you coming on the Paradigm Shift. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it, JP. You have a good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. You as well. Bye-bye. Okay, folks. Hello, this is the President of the United States. Who is this? Is it you again? Look behind you. This is my private line. How did you get through? They're everywhere. All the time. We see them every day. But you have to look behind you. There is nothing behind me. How did you get this number? The spaceman told me. What spaceman? Just amazing how fast we're recording that. I'm telling you about monsters. Please, you must look behind you. Young lady, there are no monsters in the Oval Office. And we're all under some kind of mind control. You could actually just throw the label MK Ultra away. Um, because we're really under what's called mind control. I mean, this is some real Dr. Evil stuff, man. I mean, we're living in like a, it's like the great, it's like a great story. I mean, really, when you think about it, we're living in this crazy world where, you know, people are actually under mind control and don't even know it. It's true. It's true. I mean, if you follow if you're following Taylor Swift, you just might be under mind control because I don't know why we're seeing her every single day on the front page of the news. But then again, they're going to tell you what they want you to know. They want to, they want to guide you. They want to direct you into certain directions. So you don't question anything. Look at the mind control. Look, 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 we got into this. Well, we, I mean, Israel got into this war, right? Hamas lobbed 5,000 missiles into Israel. That is the story. Let's not go anywhere else. That what started all of this. But just the day before, we were talking about Ukraine, Ukraine, Zelensky, the children, this, that, you know, and, you know, you're getting shots of Ukraine, people just walking around, right? Like nothing's going on. Like you don't see no big war. I mean, are we really getting the real picture, you know, from, the, from Israel? I mean, I don't know. I have a friend, and she's got a cousin in Israel, and, and they reported just yesterday that it's far more dire than what we're seeing on the news. That just might be. Because, you know, I've said this before, folks. I really feel, JP, that we're heading 
to Armageddon, man. I'm sorry. Did you hear Paul <coughs> Paul Begley last night on Clyde show? Oh my God. I, I called in on OBZ because I'm just a fool. And I call him that one, you know, and um because I can cuss there. <laughs> but man, he scares the heck out of me every time Pastor Paul comes on, and then him and Clyde were just synchronizing like crazy on the scriptures, which was very cool. Thank you, Clyde, for for bringing God's word out on the air. That was awesome. Because it wasn't in a way where you had a Christian just shoving it down your throat, telling you, you got to be saved. You got to, you know, these guys were talking about God's word and the synchronicities that are happening today. I mean, we went over this stuff in a, a show or two ago, talking about the Euphrates River, how it's dried up. That's prophetic. And there's so many different prophecies being fulfilled right now as we speak. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I, I kind of get sad living in a time like this. I have to be quite frank with you guys. I mean, I literally wear my feelings on my sleeve. I do. But I feel sad because, you know, when I said on OBZ last night that I really did work my rear end off to get where I am today. And I have a really great life. i got a beautiful wife, a beautiful home, great family. Everything's like just honky-dory. I really struggled to get here. You heard my past with my issues and the abuse and everything that went on in my life in the group home. It's amazing to be here today in this position. But what bothers me is that these sycophants that want to destroy our lives, they want to kill us, they're mass-popping us, that upsets me. So I got to believe that on the other side of this thing, when it's all said and done, you know, there's going to be some glory, there's going to be something, there's going to be, I can't believe this is the way it's all going to end. I mean, you know, what are you going to do except live your life, be happy, Try to be kind to people around you. It's very important to be kind to people. You don't know. We were talking just now with Ron about how just everybody is too much. Everybody's in this too much zone. Wow, I can't believe it. So we did it again. We just rip it up here on the Paradigm Shift because we do good stuff. We love it. Fastest two hours on the internet. The Paradigm Shift is on every Saturday night between 6 and 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Don't forget, Ground Zero is the place to be on Saturday nights. It is a hot lineup with the best of secret teachers with Ryan Gable. The Paradigm Shift with yours truly live. And Spooky Actions at Disney with David Masters. And then my favorite show, Paranormal with Jeremy Scott. I'm just saying, I love that show. Ground Zero dot radio, the place to be on Saturday night. Don't forget to sub us, Aftermath.media. Get subbed today with Ground Zero. Buy merch. Do everything. We want your money. <laughs> JP wants you to share. Listen, you're a great crowd. Appreciate you coming. Thanks for listening. JP, out.
Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions. Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest additions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do.